a brand new getting color right here on the bigvetobrand.com. I am Virtue being joined by the man himself, of course, Big Vito Lagrasso. What's up? How is everything, Mr. Virtue? And we have got the clock going. We have 21, 22. There are people joining in. This is awesome. Thank you for joining in. Spread the word. We're up to 30, 31. We're alive, baby, live. Mr. Virtue, you sent me some great topics. 37, 40. Oh, my God. This is great. But first, we start off with your beautiful picture I seen on Facebook. That was awesome. What were you guys celebrating? It was her friend's 40th birthday party. It was like a 1920s theme. So, yeah, that's why you saw me in the hat, the suspenders. No, you guys look fabulous. You guys look great. I thought it was an awesome picture. Not like Aaron the Drip Riff. Aaron the Drip Riff. That's I, I saw him last night, by the way, in Cleveland. Did you really? Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, Caitlin was running the show. Yeah, she was running the show, and, you know, Aaron had his little Shirley Temple. All the real people had our beer and liquor, so but we had a good time. Awesome, awesome. I can't okay. believe it. I can't believe it. Anyway, Mr. Virtue, yeah. where do you want to start off? Because there is some hot, hot burning topics. There's a lot this week, and... You know, we touched on it on the sit-down, obviously, with Sasha Banks and Naomi drama going on. So some more news came out, right? And we take this with a grain of salt, but... Of course. uh, Sasha Banks reportedly was mad about losing her spot to Ronda Rousey for WrestleMania 38. If you recall, Sasha was in a tag match, the tag title match. And so she seemed okay at the time. Well, of course, apparently she was upset about that. So I just want to know Big Vito's thoughts when somebody that came up through developmental, you know, has had several great matches. She's had a couple runs at the top, closed out a WrestleMania night one with Bianca Belair a year ago. And she's sitting there upset that Ronda Rousey, who's headlined to WrestleMania, Right. Uh, is ahead of her. And and also rumor had it she was going to lose to Rousey at the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view for the SmackDown Women's Championship. So it sounds like maybe there's some jealousy going on here. What what do you when you hear rumors like this, how do you take it? I gotta tell you something. Okay. Sasha Banks, she I don't know her. Right, I I observe, I watch. She's come up through the system. She's fabulous. She's a good-looking chick. She's got it together. She had her prominent runs. You're not arguing about a SmackDown or Raw match. You're talking about the granddaddy of them all. Well, she took my spot, but we put you in a tag match and we made you champions. There's a consolation prize, right? So today was an article about Brock Lesnar getting mad about 250000 on a WrestleMania. I don't know what it was when he wrestled Goldberg. 250000 nothing to sneeze at. So if you're making hundred grand or hundred and fifty grand on a show, one payout, what are you complaining about? You make nobody's going to pay you. 
no matter how hot you look. And she is a, she is a good looking girl. She she's got everything going for her. Got no qualms with her, no beefs. But the philosophy of wrestling, I know sometimes it doesn't go your way, but you're on top. There's no two ways. It's not like she was. It's not like you were bottom feeding. You were yeah, on top. Like, it's not like she was in the twenty four seven title picture no. like Dana Brooke. No. She was a tag team champion. She was going to get a title, major title shot. Win or lose, Vito, it's scripted. It's wrestling. You go out there and you take advantage but of that But she still has a title. I know. I, I know. I, I, I don't understand this either. She clearly thinks she is the top draw for WWE. That's the know. only if reason If she was why. the top draw, she would, have been, she would be a 10-time or 15-time champion right now. But obviously, attitude which I'm not saying you do, Sasha, if you're watching. I'm not saying you have one. But attitude, body language, and going with the flow. There was a – somebody made an um, made something in wrestling fans, one of those groups, right? Somebody sent it to me. I thought it was hilarious. Sasha Banks going to WrestleMania, and, he, and there was a gift saying, no, no, thank you. Big Vito putting on a dress, and the guy's got the thumbs up. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't understand. You know, Irish Sheep, how you doing, my man? I I just um I don't get it. I don't get it. You know what it is, Mr. Virtue? It's too What's much that? social media, freedom of speech. This would not have happened back in the day. Good point. And I'm sure we'll hear more stuff like you know, gut feelings on what's gonna happen to both women going forward. Remember, they got indefinitely suspended. WWE is going out of their way to make that known on TV, like saying what well, they did wrong and this and that. And I get, you know, I don't like that. Yeah, that, now, that to me, like you, you might make a statement just to cover why they're not there once, but like don't drill it. And I feel like they're drilling it now because they're like sticking it to them, punishing. You know what I mean? Like you need us more than we need you. So we're going to keep mentioning what you guys did and make you guys look in a negative light. That That's, yeah. What do you think? I get you. That? But you know what? Somebody else, I forget who it was. Uh, Mark Henry said the same thing I did. If you spoke shit about my wife, I'm making a beeline for your table and I'm going to crack you one. You don't talk about nobody's wife. You don't talk about nobody's spouse. You don't come out and view your opinion. You got beef. You take it up with the person. Well, that's what Will Smith did with Chris Rock at the Grammys or at the well, Oscars. You don't talk about my wife. My wife is off limits. You got beef with me. That's one thing. But when Corey Graves said it first, this is unprofessional. This is really, really. I think What's Vince on? McMahon was in his headset telling him to say that. Okay. But I mean, do you? Because that's known to happen. But at least say something afterwards. Right. Don't take it as you defend. Now, no. if you want to talk about Corey Graves and you wanted to, you know, open up a skeleton, skeleton closet, when you were dating Carmella and you were still married, I mean, is that okay? Are we allowed to talk about that? Does anybody want to bring that up? Does anybody want to talk about you cheating with your wife and you have kids and you know, even though you're married and you still sleep with somebody else? Isn't the infidelity and you being a WWE superstar and doing it with another WWE superstar? Isn't that what we have? Yeah, that's true. She could throw stones. That's true, Vito. 
Well, you know, to be continued, obviously, with this, but we'll move on to the next topic. And I've seen some John Cena rumors resurface as he gets close to his 20th anniversary year, you know, since he got big in WWE, came in as ruthless aggression. And do you think, like, and then granted, he's in Hollywood, so that's his top priority. He's not at that level of The Rock, but he's still doing pretty good. Doesn't have to sniff wrestling again. Right. Do you think, though, because it's his passion, he comes back on like a part-time contract to do a couple big programs for the big pay-per-views? I mean, I don't know. It's John Cena. I feel like he has that passion and he wants to come back and show the fans. Because remember, he once said when he feuded with The Rock, I'll always be here. Well, he went to Hollywood and now he's become The Rock. I could see Cena coming back and doing a program just to let people know, hey, I still love this. Like, what do you think? And do they need it? You know what I take need it. You know what I take great pride in? What's that? Is that I watch old promos when I'm doing cardio. I particularly watch Roman Reigns and John Cena and what Cena used to say to AJ Styles and the way he used to proclaim himself as I'm all WWE and the stuff he did with The Rock where he bounced on The Rock. I'm always going to be here. I'm always going to do, and then I watch him in The Miz. But when The Miz said, when you get that phone call to go to Hollywood, right? And he bashed The Miz. So in retrospect, does he need it? No. Is he bored maybe because maybe slow down in films? Eh. I watched Fast and the Furious 9. I turned it, I turned it off halfway through because I thought the movie sucked and he was in it. So... I you mean, WWE needs him to do a run like a part time run for a good six months. They got Brock Lesnar doing that. Okay. Well, fair enough. So. Yeah. They got Brock Lesnar. I'd rather see Brock Lesnar than John Cena. And the thing is, with Cena, he's he's tied with the kayfabe 16 time Ric Flair. We know Flair technically has been awarded a championship more than that. So they right. could always bring that back and make that drama unfold. But if, he, if we know so he's in Hollywood, he's not coming back and winning a title. So like, you have to commit, like if he comes back, you have to make the fans believe shit, he's back and put the title on him for a record time. If you don't fans are just going to see right through it. You're just here, but you're going away again. So I don't know. We'll Would see. you put the title on Cena now? <sighs> Why not? I mean, if he was willing to give you a series of big pay-per-views and some smackdowns or raws for some promos, just to see, I mean, he spikes numbers like that, that you know, he, he definitely does that. So but why not? you would put the title on him with no full-time commitment. I mean, they do that time with, commitment. they've done that with Brock and Roman's now kind of getting that deal. So that that's how they view their top champions as special attractions. I don't know. Man. I'd have to think about it. Like if I was in that position, I definitely would have to think about it, but I'd have to look at some numbers. What could he bring to the table? financially versus what you got to pay for him is the now, return. Let me ask it. you a question. What does Ronda Rousey bring to the table and what numbers does she produce? I don't think she really does any numbers. I think that initial buzz was because she was coming off of UFC. Remember that tag match at the WrestleMania right. she did where it's her, her and Kurt Angle versus Stephanie Triple H. That tore the house down in New Orleans. She's been kind of cool ever since and the fans just, I don't think she draws. She might have some like females that 
go to the show for her kids. Right. But I don't think I think with or without her, I think their numbers are still close. And I, I we have to get numbers on Sasha Banks. Is that the same case with her? How I much does she bring to the table? If you're asking me who's more entertaining, who I'd rather see, and this is no disrespect to either one of them, I would pick Sasha Banks. So I think she brings more flavor to the table, you know? Yeah, Ronda's been struggling after that. First year was pretty hot, and I'll admit, she kind of struggles out there because she lets the fans get in the criticism, get in her head instead of working on her craft, and that it shows. Now, I think Ronda Rousey is a tremendous fighter, and she's a good wrestler in what she does. You know, she just misses that little bit of extra flavor charisma because she wasn't groomed in the wrestling business. That could be the, the spice, but she's supposed to be the toughest chick in the world. Just like, um, just take last night on UFC, right? Mm -hmm. You saw Holly Holm fight last night. She won four rounds. She dominated this chick. And she lost. Did she get knocked out? No. It was everybody was shocked. Dana White, Daniel. So what Cormier, was it? A judge's decision? Yeah, judge's decision. Huh. But she won four rounds. That's won weird. four rounds. Like, what are you watching? <laughs> and let me tell you something. Holly Holm, if you go to look at it, she was jacked. I mean, her arms and her shoulders. She was definitely taking some secret sauce. Yeah. She was on it. And she lost. And I'm like, all right. So what round did she not win? The last round? Like, No, she lost round two. Oh, I was going to say, like, that, does, that doesn't make sense. Because it doesn't it make like, sense. No, no matter what, it doesn't make sense unless she lost the last round and it was weighted. But, yeah, that sounds like a conspiracy. So what's the next fight for both, for her? Misha, Misha Tate just lost her, her, set, her, her fight. I would put Holly Holm and Misha Tate together. And let's see when it take all to go for the title. You notice these people start losing the longer their reign of dominance is. It's like they're they don't train as well. They take people for granted, opponents for granted, and then they lose their edge. Is that a common thing in UFC? Because it seems like it to me. You want to know what it is? Once I mean, you look at Conor McGregor. Once you make that money and taste that success, you lose concept because you got interviews, you got movies, you got you got this, you got that, you got that, and you forgot what it takes to get there. If you eliminated yourself from that, which is hard to do because it's a money thing and superstardom, that's why people lose. Now, MV Hitman73 just said, I've finished watching that fight. Home looked uh, effing astounded of the decision. It's the truth. So did Daniel Cormier. He didn't even know what to say. Wow. Nobody knew what to say. That's crazy. It sounds like a conspiracy to but me. But do you want to know what I think? And this is – let's get to the thing. I said she looked phenomenal. Her arms looked bigger than ever. Her shoulders looked bigger than ever. I think sometimes they know that they're a little advanced physically. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes they give the fight away just to avoid scrutiny and an elimination and a suspension. That's what I think. It's the safest way. Oh, I see what you're saying. Gotcha. So, again, that's interesting. I mean, that, that's something I'd like to – I hope somebody follows up on that. And but remember when, when, when we were in Brock for Mark Hunt? Yeah, wasn't that a pretty piss-poor fight? It was a pretty piss-poor fight. But remember, <laughs> at that time – 
Lesnar was gassed, right? And right after that, he had that temper tantrum on uh, Survivor Series or SummerSlam where he, he cracked uh, Randy Orton's head open. That's he true. Split it, and he just came and he was just suspended from them. He was still gassed. And Mark Hunt said, how am I supposed to beat this guy if he's on, he's on some extra vitamins? And then that was it for Brock Lesnar. And then he just walked away. I'm yep. going to go over here. Go ahead, Mr. Bush. All right. So we talked about CM Punk last time. And if he's stale or whatever, it seems like he's in a title picture with Adam Page now. Right. We'll see. But I just want to kind of get your thoughts on something Eric Bischoff said. And, you know, with people from the business that, you know, they can work an audience on Twitter. So go ahead. You take what they say with a grain of salt, like we do a lot of things. Okay. He called Punk the biggest financial flop yes. in wrestling history. And he basically is referring to Tony Khan bringing him in, debuting him in Chicago, his hometown, on that new show, Rampage, and what has really come of it for AEW since, other than a bunch of ice cream bars and T-shirts sold the first week. Bischoff, does he have a point here, Vito? I, or is he working us? Like, What do you think? Guys... We spoke about this. I'm going to say it again. When you're on the WWE platform, that's where you heard the loudest and the most. Triple H was on point. If you ever go to the back to watch the interviews, Triple H and CM Punk, they go at it and they shoot through truths. Mm -hmm. Okay? And it's like legit going back and forth and what it is. When you step away from the WWE platform and you're gone for seven years... Hey, everybody knows you're great. You retired. You went to the UFC. You're doing great. You did movies. You did other stuff. But when you come back, you lose your aura. You lose your flavor. The people want to see you. Hey, it's great to see you back. And then what are you doing? It's not like he took a year off and then all of a sudden he showed up in AEW. If he would have maybe disappeared, maybe went to Impact, he went to AEW, made a trailer, staying relevant. Can't stay relevant if you're not doing anything. I don't think the return they've gotten on the investment is what they expected because they they were probably shooting for 2 million viewers. And they ain't even cracking a million. Nope. Do you think that has a lot to do with how AEW books, though, and brings in so many people and makes some things seem insignificant for a few weeks to focus on the new debuts? And do you think Punk, if him and WWE could have patched up their relationship, could they have made money together? Yes. Of course they could. They would have brought back CM Punk. I mean, it would have been like you you have so many different ways you can go. Yeah. And he's a former champion and all this other stuff. Is it to say now CM Punk was to go back today to the WWE? He doesn't have that aura no more. He just was on here and he couldn't flip the switch. What do you put him in? A great match with Rollins, great match with AJ Styles. I'd watch those, but then after that, do you put him in there with, with Brock Lesnar? You know, yeah. speaking of people walking out, like Austin did it back in the day, but he was in that top spot, and he since said he regretted it because you know how the Sasha and Naomi right. stuff. Punk did that, but he kept having his reasons like they were making me work sick. I had to do this and that. Could he have still, like, behind closed doors, like – worked with them and said, hey, look, you guys are beating me up. I got to take some time off and and did it in a more professional way. 
Like, even if he was getting, like, ran down, that's the nature of the wrestling business. You think Punk could have – you think he was disrespectful the way he did it? Or could it have been a little more professional, kept behind closed doors, his hiatus? Like, that? that I always think about that. I don't know. You what do definitely you speak to the officer, let them know what you're feeling. But they're going to run you and push you until you drop. The fact that he had staph infection, and yeah. they remember they did this with Bob Holly, and Bob Holly almost lost his arm because they wouldn't right. give him off. And I seen it. I mean, it was nasty. It was, I mean, and he got so infected, and it was a hole in his arm and a pus, and, and it, he kept working. What do you do? I don't know. Annette's here. MV Hitman's here. Irishman's here. How you doing, guys? Hope everybody's good. Well, they didn't miss. This is good that somebody, Annette just said she joined. This, before we get to our main topic for this evening, this is where I bring to the table, if you choose to accept this mission, what's on Vito's mind? Anything new pop up with you in general about wrestling, indies? I always have to yes. ask you, like, because I expect you to have something. If if not, I do. tell, I tell do. me virtue. Let's go to the main event. But the floor is yours. You know, this week, um, I was working on a project in a very prestigious cell. Uh, I'm going to tell you, I was working on a project in Old Town, Kissimmee. That's one of my favorite places. Mm-hmm. And um, somebody had asked me to help them with this. And... I did. I did my research. I went and tried to do stuff. I got things arranged. I'm waiting for a meeting with the owner of the place. And then the guy who's running, who's initially had it, a poster comes up with him on the front cover. And all of a sudden, they have wrestling in this place. I go and I talk to the owner. The owner, One of the owners says, I thought it was you. I says, no, ma'am. I said, I'm sitting here waiting for a phone call. I have two sponsors. I got a ring. I got all this stuff. I says, what do you know? And the guy will not call me back. But his post is up. They're having wrestling. He was a fan. I he was a bartender at Son of the Beach, right? I yeah. tipped him out good. I treated him good. I had phone conversation. It wasn't like, you know, I did anything was disrespectful or nothing. But then they go like that. I hate backstabbers. I hate liars. This is why wrestling is not prominent in my life. This is why you go to the have a plan B. This is why I have a real job and I have a real career and I have something else that brings money in. I enjoy wrestling. I love going back to wrestling. It's the greatest thing. I go, I'm happy. Fans are happy to see me. You know, I'm doing my thing. I'm entertaining. Everything is cool. But when you backstab somebody, you're trying to make something good. I hate that more than anything in the other. Because if it was the old days, you handle your business a certain way. Today, you have to handle business a certain way. And it, it's disgusting. And when guys are, are not famous or they never made it or they think this is their chance at stardom and they go ahead and do it because they want to be a star. I wasn't to be looking to be the star of the show. I was looking to put it together, do something prestigious, do something great, you know, keep yeah. it to where it was old school wrestling and make something fabulous out of this. And it's like, okay, 
Am I mad about it? I was pissed off about it, but has it ruined my day? Does it change my life? Does it change anything? No, because I'm not, it's not important enough for me to be that bad. You know what I mean? Yep. I agree with you. hundred percent, man. So I always got to let you get stuff off your chest. You know, I know it makes you feel better when you're done with the show. Nah, but, it's, but you know what, Virtue? Like we do things here, right? Mm -hmm. If you can't make it or you got things going on, okay, man, I, I got you, man. Oh, no yeah, problem. we reschedule. Yeah, we, we reschedule. We pick, pick it up, right? You, you've you been buddies. You've been boys with Aaron Riff way before I came along. Yeah, right? that's true. And you've been boys, boys with and, but yeah, <laughs> I know what you're saying. You know what I'm saying, <laughs> right? And then when things happen and, you know, twists and turns and the, and the little, you know, um, how is the best way to say it? Curveballs? No, I would say things that are big to some people are not as big to others. Yeah. And people live in the, you know, you're a, you're a big fish in a small pond. There are a lot of guys who are big fishes in small ponds on, on the internet, on podcasting, on having their own, you know, wrestling section. Yeah. And they feel significant in this small pond. But when you turn the page, does that get you on the bus for a nickel? No. Nobody knows you. Nobody really heard of you. Mm -hmm. But on that little internet darling thing, you're somebody. That's okay. But don't mess with people and don't fuck people over because I hate that. And then if it had and if it was the old days, you know what I mean? You say, hey. Vito, why do you have to be like that? Why did you have to fuck me over? Vito, why are you picking up that bat? I don't know. I thought I'd take a few swings. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, I love it. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let's All get right. out of here. So Smack on SmackDown, it happened. The Usos became the unified tag team champion. So now Roman's got both major titles. The Usos have all the tag titles. And here's what I find interesting about this. Go ahead. Um, People kind of fans are starting to respect the bloodline, even though they're heels. It's like they're those badasses with an edge, and it's you can almost see WWE market them down the road as merch seller. I mean, they are merch sellers, but as baby faces. But right now they're heels, and Riddle and Orton, right? They got a following as tag as RK Bro over the last year. Kids were crying when they lost. The bloodline held all the titles, and WWE focused in on the kids that were there to see RK Bro, right? Lou, and that to me is a lost element. Like I love that. Remember, like late eighties, early nineties, you saw no, that. That's a lot. awesome. And um, I think this is one of the few good things WWE is doing is they're stacking the deck with the bloodline, Vito. But you have to have a payoff. So what I want to ask you, it's great right now. You're building this great all-time faction. What do they do with it to get a payoff? Well, here's one of those scenarios where Super Cena comes back. <laughs> no, but I mean, you know, I mean, yeah, that's the rumor. That's but why I mentioned him earlier. This is, the, you know, a Super Cena return with RK Bro, six-man tags, tag team matches, championship matches. All goes together. Will it draw? Yes. Is it great that Orton and Rill have done this and become the darlings? Of the baby faces, absolutely, right? Is it awesome that the Usos and Roman Reigns are the top heels and that people are really having feelings 
tremendous. That's what wrestling is about. Now, if we can get the rest of the card like this, then wrestling would be back to where it was, where every match meant something. Yeah, now, a lot of matches you, don't mean nothing. What do you think of these rumored matches for Roman Reigns? They're all in the stadium shows coming up this summer. These are rumors. Money in the bank. He's going to defend against Riddle. SummerSlam, he's going to defend against Randy Orton. And at the Clash at the Castle, if that Tyson Fury thing doesn't come into fruition, which I, he's going to defend against McIntyre. That seems like what that's the plan. To me, it means Roman's going to steamroll as champion all the way through that. But like any yays or nays free by you with that stuff? Drew McIntyre, I'm not really interested in seeing. Yeah. RK um Riddle hasn't had that hasn't had that title shot yet. Right. And Randy Orton is Randy Orton. So you never know. Things can change on the fly. You know, Riddle could lose, Randy Orton could win. Go down to the, you know, go down, he gets it back. So this way it has meaning. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And that's what I mean, we'll see what happens and at least they got a plan. I mean, they got all these stadium shows, but Vito, that perfect. Look at this. We are approaching 30 minutes. This is like the perfect length show. Do you want to add anything? Do you have a secret topic that you saw in the news that I didn't? Or we can go ahead and close this show and make the people want to come back for more next time. We can talk about this during the week, but the rumor has it that yeah. Seth Rollins going to SmackDown for three months to work a program with Becky Lynch. And the bloodline. Ah, interesting. Yeah. We'll catch it this week. Thank you, Hitman73, for that. With that, we are closing the show on the 30-minute mark. Virtue, take it away. Well, be sure to follow Vito on Twitter at the Big Vito Brand. Follow me if you'd like at no DQ underscore virtue. Men of business is right here on Vito's channel. The sit-down with Big Vito is on this channel. Virtue's rage will be back this week with Jargo and I. And, of course, we will bring Getting Color back again next weekend like we like to do on Sunday evenings. For Big Vito, I am Virtue. Be sure to tune in to TheBigVitoBrand.com and check out Patreon, patreon.com slash BigVMafia. Thanks for watching and listening. We'll see you next time. Peace out, guys. Thank you, everybody in the chat. I greatly appreciate you guys watching. Awesome show. Thank you, Mr. Virtue. We are signing off.